Welcome to Dark Fire Tavern, where heroes meet. The name's JF, better known as Darth Frog, and with me as always is Prabhu, the one and only Narakesari. You ready for episode 14? Yeah, I'm good. That's a good question. All right. So today, we're going to, of course, look back at part two of Halls of the Dead event. Uh, we'll touch on a discussion that's uh, been happening in the Taverns Discord. And finally, we'll be doing part one of a six-part series on the elements uh, as it pertains to the deeper dungeons. But first, perhaps, how'd your event go? Went went really well. I enjoyed it, as always. Um, new heroes, fun stuff to try out, um, different things. So, yep, and uh, two new epic items, so definitely enjoyed those. Yeah, a lot of people were excited about those, a lot more than the last uh, in part one. I hesitated for a long time because the blade is uh, very similar to, if not even better than Razor Guard, which I have multiples of. So it was like, do I want to spend the gems for it? And with three hours left of the shop, I uh, I cracked and I and I bought it. No uh, buyer's remorse. No, not so far. I've even upgraded it a couple levels. I, I uh, I'm I'm lacking of shards. <laughs> yeah, been the same boat there. I mean, that's the thing is that I think with the pop up shops and us being able to grab a few pieces here and there, and the set that's just come out being so good, I think a lot of us uh, are sitting a bit low on shards at the moment. Yeah, and you know what? If it wasn't for those pop-up shops, I would still be crying that I don't have any sigils. I have two now because I bought uh, two from those uh, pop-up shops for sure, and uh, I'm not I'm not regretting it at all. But back no, to the <laughs> back to the event. My thoughts on the event? I don't know. I. It was a weird event for me personally, and uh, but overall, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was a, once again the the one about can't withstand the cold. It, it was another one that we had talked about this before, where you don't really have an idea as to who can and who can't, you know, mm -hmm. like of certain things. I guess the ones that aren't dressed properly are not good in the cold. I don't know. Yeah, it, I think that's why Mala wasn't there. No matter how hot she is, just didn't make the cut. Oh, God, stop it with the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I did okay with that one. Uh, of course, Waves is getting more Waves-like. Uh, they just keep on coming, so that's uh, pretty good. I got stuck in a spot where, I don't know, so many people passed by, and I was like, how are you guys doing this? Those rock guys were there again. Yeah, I think I spent about 60 energy just to get five levels at one point. I was just stuck and I was like, no, because I know other people have gone past it is possible. And I pushed and I pushed and it was just uh, a small change to something. Was it? Yeah, I changed my gear a little bit, but then also the enemies that I got uh, changed slightly. I, I didn't get the rats that stage. Those rats were just brutal. They messed me up totally. Yeah, there was a lot that were, and I just kept every once in a while, I had the, the energy, so I just kind of went in and uh, tried to push it a little bit. And 
I don't know. I was just always missing. There's something I wasn't doing right. And uh, then you have some people that were, you know, close to 300. If uh, folks passed, I think 304 was his uh, score, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was over 300. I think it might have been close to 310. I think it was a 308 to 309, actually. And uh, yeah, he did extremely well there as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how are you liking the boss split? Because now this is two events that we have uh, a boss on both days, and one um, of them is a clan event, and the other one isn't. I'm actually enjoying them a lot more. Um, the they removed the need for us to swap gear between bosses, right? Because you just have the same boss, and that makes a massive difference. You can get into rhythm with the boss. You find out what the abilities are. You you get your team in there and you can just smash away. Also, you can buy however many tickets that you want. If you know you're not going to be available late in the day, smash it out and it just allows you to do it a lot faster. Yeah, I, I guess the main thing for me is that that uh, rhythm is there and uh, it just allows me to play it a lot better. So I made a massive mistake on boss the on Saturday. So I went into Saturday and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to... Because as you know, I was with the spawn. So I'm like, I really want to make a push because there's a lot of people, a lot of other clans kind of pushing. And I was like, I'll, I'll push really hard for the clan. So I went and bought all the tickets all at once, which I'm cool with. Right. But it wasn't until after I was done and a little bit later, I was like, I did not use souls. I once again forgot to use souls. And it's like when you're buying 40 tickets like that, even if your souls are just for four hours, it's worth it, right? Because mm -hmm. you're you're going to do that massive push with the 40 tickets. You get a few extra uh, damages throughout, but completely and utterly forgot. So once again, another event goes by. I don't use the souls. I think I use them in waves because I was like, whatever, might as well use them here. But anyways, I was kind of disappointed. I did the same. <laughs> I on Saturday I was like, okay, I'm going to save my souls for later on, and I'll buy some tickets and I'll smash the boss out. And I fell asleep, but my souls were full, so I didn't even do the deeper dungeon that day. So I had the double whammy of uh, not using the souls and not farming up a new one as well. So I was, I was a bit annoyed with myself the next morning, but it's a game. I'll survive. <laughs> But I have an even worse story to tell you. So our good friend, not worth killing, came to me sometime on Saturday, early Saturday, and asked me if I wanted to be part of a wager. Just him and I said, whoever goes and does brawl castle, it was castle this time, right? Yes. Yes. Um, whoever does brawl, whoever does best in brawl gets to decide what their name and the avatar is going to look like for discord in the uh, Diablo discord for a few days. So I'm like, okay, whatever. That sounds fun. Uh, you're better at castle than I am. So, but I didn't care. Anyways, I pushed really hard in brawl castle, which I usually don't and replayed, bought some tickets and got up there. And I actually, I passed him because he had done it a little bit uh, earlier than me. I passed him and I was a good 600 points ahead of him. And he kept on creeping up, but I kept on finding points too. So it was good. Like it was a, it was a good battle, but I was staying ahead of him and it was coming to the end of the night. And I'm like, 
you know what? I think I'm good, but I've got one more ticket. So this is the kicker. So I go into the t- uh, to play my uh, my game, and it doesn't load. So I'm like, oh no! So I do my usual of just minimizing the the game, bring it back up. A lot of times that kicks it into gear. It doesn't. So I force close it as quick as I can, reopen it. By the time it's done, the t- the time's too far. I win the level, but it's it's the lag, of course, kind of ruined the chance on that ticket. And I had just found a new team that was giving me extra points on all these levels. So I was really disappointed thinking I could get a few extra levels, but I said, ah, that's be fine. So I go to bed, wake up the next morning, take a look. He's beaten me by one point, (laughs) a single point. For those who want to go and take a look, look at Brawl and go look at uh, position seven and eight. And not only that, he pushed me off Darth's rankings to get a point in Darth's rankings for that event. And then uh, goes and picks the most hideous avatar for me to wear and gives me the name not worth renaming. So thank you for that, uh, NWK. That was a lot of fun. I'm sure it was. I don't think you'll be walking away from that one anytime soon. No, there's some that are still calling me not not worth renaming in the in the clan, so that's all fun. Well, if I recall, you we did we had a similar one last year, and yeah, it was birthday bash. Between, yeah, that was between the two of us, and um, you beat me on that one, and uh, yeah, you got more ones than I did, and. Um, Except that you're, you renamed and changed my picture, not just for the D2 Discord, for the main Discord as well. Yeah, I was not going <laughs> to agree to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is good that uh, the payback came around. But I remember when we did it, we, uh, we had done it, for, we said, let's do it for a week. And I remember like halfway through the week, I even felt bad for you having to wear that for so long. So I said, no, you could just change it back. So when I did it with the NWK, we said like, just we're not doing it for a week because that's what he had suggested for a week. And I was like, no, 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 we're just doing for a couple of days. That's good. And even by the end of the day, the two days, I was just like, oh, my God, let me change back to my uh, (laughs) to my name and my own avatar. But it was fun. No, it was fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing is that it's more things like this, that that you do within a clan that makes the game a lot more exciting, right? Yeah. It, it definitely, it's the uh, camaraderie between, uh, between the members that make it so fun. Yeah, I'll be wary next time I uh, I accept a wager from, uh, from that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, did, you, uh, did you enjoy the new heroes on their own? Yeah, I did. Uh, your favorite level, the duos. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, did you win it, or did you come in second? I actually came in third. I was in... All right, Vassal got it, didn't he? Yeah, I was second, and then uh, I was a few hundred behind Poker, and uh, who then jumped by another 2,000. And then... Uh, Vessel came in and actually ended up, I think, being 4,000 behind both of them. It was a ridiculous score that they pushed up. So, yeah, I I was trying to get extra points, and I'm like, where are they getting these? I think I finished fifth in that one, and I was like, they're so far ahead of me. At one point, I was just like, I'm done. 
I'm not even trying anymore. There's no way. Um, I did find Rev not to be so hard to uh, to point though at first because I think they have the uh, her ravens coming across at like a the animation it almost makes it look like it's at a height. Yeah. Right, and it's so hard to to visualize. So I think you had to trust kind of that line, right? That uh, mm-hmm. it gives you when you're aiming and uh, go with that. Yeah, I, I mean, she was fun. I found that at the end of a line, sometimes I I was trying to push and trying to optimize it. I found that if I hit an enemy at the end of a line, the Ravens barely did any damage. They, they almost did a pushback, but they didn't do the damage. But right. that was more. But that was more of my issue, right? It just I was a bit impatient in using her there. But yeah, it it took me a few tries initially to get the hang of her ability. I mean, she's fun. Her ability can crit. She does some decent damage. I like her animation with the uh, sickle. And so yeah, no, I I I definitely enjoyed her. So here's something: whenever um, I see just this kind of lane of damage. There's other heroes to take into account that do kind of roughly the same thing. And the one that I think of, a lot of people kind of said it's like Mala because she crits and all that kind of stuff. But really the way I look at it is how does she compare to somebody like Ming Zhu? Because Ming Zhu is wide, goes super far, has triple, it stuns. Do you know what I mean? All this extra stuff, but it even encompasses such a larger area. And here she is with just this tiny little line. Yeah, okay, she crits and stuff, but is there anything special to that ability to make her, you want her instead of, uh, say, Mala or Mingzu for that matter? I actually thought about it a bit differently because if you look at Mingzu's ability, it can't crit, but it does have that stun, right? So, so it's more like a balance thing, right? It can't crit, therefore it does more damage in a wider arc as such. The heroes I compared it to actually two light heroes, which are Carmen and Diane. Right. Because they both have a similar skill, which is a Repiotrop or the Energy Beam. And both of them are a narrow beam. Carmen's can't crit, but Diane's can. So I so both of them are rare heroes. And I think that they both work well in the deeper dungeons as well, which is where I think that they would be positioned that it would be ideal. So if you're looking for magic damage for light dungeons or for earth dungeons, then you have two heroes that can both crypt with their abilities and they're rare as well. So it kind of fits that uh, picture also. Okay. And I think where she might shine once she gets into a higher level and you have her abilities leveled, is boss? Yeah. So that also brings into uh, the new spell, right? Bone Curse. Because with her ability, I think it's the last ability that can stack up to 10 times. So 20% damage, stack up to 10 times, and to an increase of 20% bonus on her auto-attack damage. So with her last ability stacking that auto-attack damage, you therefore don't want to break that sequence and with bone curse you drop behind boss where the enemies sometimes spawn or where they appear from 
and then you can use her raven skills to summon the army, who will then be able to hold off the rest of the summoned minions for the other members of the team to pick off. That's where she can shine. Where you have a boss like the one we had on Sunday where the enemies are summoned in front of the boss or to the side, that will break a sequence. I think she'll miss out a bit there. Okay. Uh, speaking of Bone Curse, so a nice analysis on her, by the way. I never even thought of like using Raven with Bone Curse on that. That's that's pretty, uh, that'd be pretty cool. So I can't wait to see when she's actually leveled to, if that, uh, if she is good with boss. It'd be nice to have another hero to think of in there. Um, Bone Curse. I'm hearing a lot of chatter about Bone Curse and some people are saying it's like so good and whatever. And I think it's super, super niche. Where where do you land? I like it. I think that where you have, I mean, I was just chatting to one of the guys earlier today because he, uh, we were discussing the campaign levels and was stuck on, um, which level was it? Um, the infested mines. So you have the scions, so you have the scion guys who are summoning, etc. So you drop bunkers there, you kill a swarm of them, of the smaller guys, and all of a sudden it allows you to push forward because you have these other enemies creating a buffer. Or if you have enemies coming from the side, you can drop bunkers there, kill off the first lot, and therefore you have a buffer to protect your back line, even if it's just for a few seconds. Right? Okay. So I think it does have its uses in places like that, but it also needs to be used correctly. And I think that's where people are having issues. Okay, so here's my issue with a spell like this, for any spell like this. It does absolutely nothing by itself. It is not a spell that will ever save you from anything. If you If that's the spell that you can cast at three, well, all your other ones are four and five, and you just need something to help you right there and then, right now. It's going to do nothing if you have nothing else up to take advantage of that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? True. So yeah, no. for me, uh, where I thought it was excellent was in the boss battle where they were all coming in from the small mob were coming in from behind. And then you had, um, I had, big Q. So KG was throwing her fans, killing the whole mob, except for maybe two or three of them. So I always missed one or two when I was, but if once you draw bone curse on there, if you missed a few, the little skeletons would then beat the few that you left behind. But then those skeletons would come in and help you fight and do extra damage on the boss. So it kind of did double duty, right? And made sure to kind of clean up anything that she missed because she got most of them. So she was really good. But when you missed a few, it actually would clean up. And then afterwards, if you got them all, they would right away on the boss. Right. So it kind of like did double duty on, uh, for it. But other than that, I, I think it's a super cool spell. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's super fun, but I don't think it's that good. Well, I think that as this is a common spell, right. And I think that once, we get more cards and we level it up. I think it'll actually have a good use in PvP even, especially in race. No. The uh, reason why, hear me out, is so today's map, the Icy Park, you have a ton of the small critters, right? Drop it in there, use Yara because she has the highest prot. 
So typically you'll have your enemy, your, your team gets CC by the enemy team. Your arrow breaks free, so just say it's a freeze, she breaks free first, and you're in front of the tower. You have a nice bunch of enemies there. Drop bone curse, summon it, and you have Yalgan's army without taking Yalgan with you. So you'd rather do that instead of doing a sludge on your opponent's uh, enemies? Um, I mean, your opponents? Yeah, I mean... So let me stop you there, too. I did do a quick (laughs) test. I did do a quick test, and I dropped Bone Curse on my uh, opponent's enemies, and it did nothing. So they had the little um, animation underneath them to say that, you know, they're ready to be uh, turned into skeletons. But once my opponent, I was, I went in there with the Sten Super, and once he cleaned out those enemies, they, they just stayed dead. There was no skeletons. That would have been so much fun to be able to drop them. So they kill a huge, especially like today, you said the icy pass, right? It's like they kill all the skeletons with with an alt. And then all of a sudden, all these little skeletons come back and say, no, we're not done. So anyways. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think think it'll be fun. I mean, it's more of what do you replace with, as you said, right? Sludge or do you use McConnell on the opponent or weakness, etc.? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just to close out the talk about events is uh, just say I, I enjoyed the totalizer this week for the second time. Now they had uh, the top epic, an epic at uh, 65,000 uh, and the gold chest instead of being 50,000 was dropped to 40,000. Same as uh, part one. And I thought that was really good. So it made it easier for lower level players to hit that uh, gold chest, which I think should be the mark where people want to hit. And if you can go all the way to the 65,000 to get that epic, then you have to put some work into it. So I'm okay with that. So I liked it. Yeah, I think I I liked it. I mean, I know that I liked it a lot. I think that the gold chest of 40,000 makes a big difference. It was just yesterday that there was a newer player on the main Discord, and it's like, I'm 700 short of reaching it. What can I do? And we're like, okay, cool. Well, you can, and sometimes it's with new players, they forget that you can use some gems to buy it. Right. And I was like, well, for 700 gems, if you level, he was uh, leveled up to around 24, 25, I guess. And uh, I said to him, well, the gold chest is worth it for you for the 700 gems. So, yeah. Get yourself some of the middle lessons and uh, some rare stones. They'll come in handy. And uh, yeah, he did that and he was really happy with the results. So I think that that's a re- it's a nice sweet spot to be in. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so before we go on to our second main part about the element in deeper dungeons and whatnot, uh, there is a bit of a discussion that's going on in our Taverns Discord. And it's basically asking our thoughts on what we think about the rate of the heroes coming in. So I know we touched base on remix and how that's a nice break from getting new heroes, but they were saying like, if we continue even with remix in there twice a year, you're still getting 20 new heroes. At what point does that become way too much? And there was another little talk about uh, fixing heroes and, you know, uh, nerfing them and buffing them, whichever ones, and trying to do balance updates, which they really haven't done much of. But SK kind of talked about that one, so I'm more, I more want to know how, what you think about the uh, the rate of the release. Yeah, so I kind of agree with it. I think that 
rate of heroes that we're getting is quite high. We are fortunate since being all the players in the game, we already have quite a few heroes maxed out. So therefore we won't suffer as much. But for the newer players or even players who are going to join in six months time, they're going to have this massive roster of heroes that they're going to need to fill in, right? I mean, the thing is, is that we always say to our guys as well that this game is a marathon, it's not a race. Um, so, I mean, this game is a marathon, not a sprint, right? Since both are races. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think that's, that's one way to look at it. But at the same time, should we ask for them to reduce the amount of heroes being released? Yeah. Yeah, I think even at one hero a month, would be good. Remember when they used to have one event per month? I think I, I enjoy the two events per month. Every second week has been really fun. Something to look forward to. Do we need a new hero every two weeks? Yeah, I so I think that if we stick with the two events a month, because I really like that as well, you could actually say, well, one event we introduce a new hero, the second event we bring back an old hero. Right, Ooh. so that it allows people to unlock those heroes that they didn't have the chance to before. So it eliminates a need for remix, or they can work in tandem with it as well. So I mean, there's quite a few things that how it can be worked, right? So yeah, because yeah, I could do with one new hero a month, and it creates an excitement about that new hero. So right now, with the two heroes, because you're getting so many, and if I go and look at what was the hero before this one? Hiroshi. Had... No, not Hiroshi. I mean, uh, before the uh, Halls of the Dead. Punch and Priya. Okay, so Priya is common, so that's a bit different. But, you know, it's like, once you get... How long does it take you to level them up? Right? Especially for those who don't have them, all their commons maxed. You know, how long does it take to, to level that up? And it just dilutes the pool and all that kind of stuff. So I I do like what you said where you have one and then you have another one where it's like, hey, whoever doesn't have them, here they are. That would be fun. Yeah, because it also allows them to unlock those heroes, unlock certain spells. I mean, because you still have players who got a Surge, right? Surge was an awesome spell. And we had the remix in Feb that brought it back as well. But we see our players who join afterwards. Same thing will happen with my corner in a few months' time. We'll have new players to join then. So I think that, yeah, something like that could work well. We have the pop-up shops as well. So there's that. So there's quite a few ways that we can bring in all the heroes as well. But the rate of new heroes, I mean, this is something that we discussed last year as well within us as a clan, right? And on feedback from the main server was. Yeah, I guess for me, it becomes, it, it, that's what it is. You look at the future and you're like, okay, is there a, a creative limit for what you can do with heroes? We're already seeing similar effects with their hero powers. You know, even Revna, right away, we we look at, you know, three or four heroes and saying it's kind of like that, right? So her skills kind of make her a bit different. Uh, some new stuff coming up. But at what point do you become stagnant and nothing is new anymore? If you release everything too fast, then it comes really hard. So for the the good of game, personally, I think that 
you know, everybody that we're saying that they need to slow down. I completely agree with them and I feel it too, but you know, we'll keep collecting them if they release them to <laughs> twice a month. Yeah. I think as uh, Obaldi put it nicely, right. I'm still going to play the game. I'm just venting. I yeah. still love the game. Yeah. So yeah, we love the game. We just like to vent every now and then. <laughs> that off a bit of steam. <laughs> yeah. So we agree with you guys. Yep. Okay, so now we move on to our second main topic, which we're going to do a deeper dive on deeper dungeons, and we're going to look at the light element. So I'll pass it off to you, perhaps. Cool. So looking at them, the thing that stands out to me most is their survivability. I mean, if you look at the synergies across the team, there's a lot of crowd control and there's a lot of survivability in there in terms of um, the bubbles and the healing in there. And I think that that's pretty key to this group. Right. So they're, the strength of light is to be able to survive the onslaught. So not really getting the damage done, but it's to survive to give you the opportunity to do the damage and to kill the enemies. Yeah, I mean, you look, if you look at the at your tanking capabilities, you have Raybird and Safine who have the amazing synergy between them. Raybird has that AOE heal, which together with Safine costs protect on almost the entire team. That already right there is a massive one. Right, and that's a, that's the two things that they do really well. One is the the protect bubble because Liang also has that, and the extra healing because Tawoni also has extra heals from his uh, Guardian ability, which is every time he takes a hit, there's a 30% chance that he does a little uh, AoE heal. So you have a lot of that in there. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the team there, you have three lead abilities right there, and all three of them provide you survivability, right? Rabbit gives you more health, Liang gives you more health and defense for the entire team, and Timoni provides more spirits when you kill enemies. So there's a lot of things going on in there. Right, because his spirits do also tank. They are the best tanking summons in the game because they basically don't die to anything other than they only last for so long. And if he creates more with his leader ability, then that creates more buffer between you and the enemy, which gives you more time to heal and to survive to be able to do the damage. But you also said something about like the crowd control, right? Yeah. So, I mean, from a from a crowd crowd control perspective, we have Ellen and you have Aero. So Aero has the longest stun in the game, eight point one seconds from his ability at level twenty five which is amazing. Um, so especially when dealing with summoners or a pesky fireworm or shade that's throwing a lot of damage at you due to the low protect on your tanks, he comes in extremely handy. Ellen as well, uh, she has a decent amount of CC you know, with a freeze, but one of the things that I do is sometimes if I'm facing a summoner, I actually let the summoner keep on chucking or summoning his minions at me so I can ramp up the damage and that works really well with her third skill. So it's an extra 30 damage up there. Right. So, and on touching on two points that you said, so uh, the one with when you're allowing the summoners to keep on summoning to make her stronger, same thing happens with there where you can just 
allow, because you have a team that can just simply survive, you can allow this stuff to happen and to ramp up Dare so that she basically crits at 100%. And where Ellen now has the, her ability to gain power to even go higher, to, to go to the max. So the survivability allows you to get stronger so you can move on. But another point that you made with uh, a hero with, you know, his stun being so good is if you happen to have Sigil, which stuns on crit, is his attack speed is 1.4 seconds, which is insanely fast. And if you build him for crit, then he can be an absolute stun machine. Yeah, and I mean, it's the amount of, as a support hero, that's exactly what he's doing, right? He's bringing massive support to your team. And and talking about the synergies within the light element, you also have Diane as well. Now she was the hero that was initially, well, that still is a purchase, purchasable hero, but was available to unlock by events uh, a couple of months ago. But her first skill actually allow increases her damage and her health the more light heroes in the party. So she's perfect for that. Her ability is AOE uh, that can crit as well in a straight line. So and so while she does physical damage on auto attack, she does magical with her ability. So there's another great hero there as well. And she's very similar to Carmen for who is one of the better heroes when you're starting the game. And she does the same thing, right? She has a um, physical attack with a power that does magic. And then you have your other damage dealer, which is Vidoma, who's magic and magic, right? Yeah. She's and, she's pretty good. Yeah, and her ability can clock off a second, sometimes even a third one as well. So against the shades, she's pretty awesome. So I've uh, got to stop you right there. They're not shades. They're green ghosts. The shades are the ones that sling fire. We have been okay. we we have been corrected by the masses. We we shall we shall get it right. Yep, that's but, true. Yep. The green <laughs> and the fire guys are the shades. Sorry. Right. So now the, as we're talking about survivability in great numbers with the bubbles, with everything else. Now, of course, you can't bring everybody on the team. That kind of lends itself to you have a, a hero, you have a healer that is very good at a one-shot heal, has a very long charge. Is she worth having on your team? Because if you have all those other supports, is she really needed? Is Marth needed? Is your healer needed in this team? It depends more on your player level or your account level. If you saw newer player in the game, you may not have Safine, so therefore you must add synergy within the team, and Rayward won't be able to heal the entire team on his own. Therefore, I think Marth will be necessary for a lot of the newer players. Okay, that makes sense. So sometimes you want to bring her if you need to, but you should be able to go and not need her. But we're talking about deeper dungeons here, so people have to be at level 25 to get there anyways and be able to get to level 10. So hopefully they have either Safine or they have a uh, higher enough uh, Raybert or Liang is uh, built up as well. So if, say, you don't have Safine, but you have Liang and Raybert and Timoni, say, do you still need? I think sometimes you will have to. Yep, I think I think you will. I mean, the thing is, is that Liang works as great second off tank as well. 
But uh, yeah, I think just from the amount of damage that you will be taking, especially when you hit deeper dungeon four, then uh, at level twenty four, then I think that you will need a healer. Okay, makes sense. So you were mentioning one of the guys in the team in the clan had a really good team for deeper dungeons. Yeah, you might right. know him. His name was Jenzik. Well, uh, no, yeah, no, that guy, right? Well, one time he did come back, come in and said uh, that he really liked the synergy with Timoni, Raybert, and Safine, and that he said bubbles for days, right? So the protect bubbles for days because he had Raybert's leader ability. So every time Safine killed a mob, she would get some heals, and then she would get the heals from his power as well. And the ability from Timoni when he gets hit to get some heals. And if he's close to her, then she'll get healed as well. So it's like every five times she gets healed, boom, bubbles. And then go on and on and on and on. So it was like the whole team that's up there in uh, melee positions are are getting uh, protected and they go on. But again, survivability, that, that's what light is. Yeah, I mean, that's key. I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you was, did Jen run those uh, overhealing numbers by Yaz first, or <laughs> did he come that up on his own? Yaz, you have uh, some homework to do. So talk with Jenzik and find out what those overhealing numbers were and if they were worth it. Yeah, yeah. but going back to Jen's team, right? You mentioned he had those three uh, melee heroes, and you could actually, straight on that team over there, plug in Common and the end. And uh, you got a pretty much team that will almost always be bubbled because they're all melee, right? So they're all within that group. That's yeah, all. I'm sure he was running Dare, though. I mean, if you have Dare, you run oh, yeah. Dare. I mean, she's going to be the one that's going to make you move forward, but everybody else is going to be doing the protecting oh, yes. thing. Yeah, so you'll have uh, Ray, Safine, Timoni, Dare, and Dan. And you got your circle of loves. Yeah, or Vidoma if you want to. Like, one magic, one... Uh, yeah, true. She's consistently with more magical damage. Yeah. All right. So that's it for our first uh, deep dive in the deeper dungeon. So we're going to move on to our last call, and I'm going to leave it over to you, perhaps. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> So, actually, Emrys and Blogatron contributed to this brilliant idea of let's have a competition on who could submit the best haiku on Darkfire Heroes or any aspect of the game. If you could please post your entry into the Darkfire Tavern Discord, and the winning entry by votes will then be read out on the podcast next week by the one and only JF. And with being put on the spot like that, I'm going to call it a show. So on behalf of Prabhu and myself, have fun storming the castle.